Hey guys, welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships <laughs> podcast for people in a relationship with TV. Good job. I'm very excited about this episode because we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Yeah, and like, just like fun discussions. Yeah. Um, and we're both feeling better. <laughs> yes, so we're feeling on our at our best. We're fresh, we're ready, we can breathe through our noses again. Mm-hmm. It's great. No more coughing over each other. No. It's like we're new people. Today we are going to be talking about, I keep wanting to call it Better Off Dead, but it's called Dead to Me on Netflix. And then we're also going to be talking about the Veep season eight, season seven. Season seven. Game of Thrones was season eight. Veep season seven series, the whole series ended this week, so we're going to talk about that too. And then, of course, discuss this week's Game of Thrones episode. But first, (laughs) we're going to do our top three. And this one's kind of a little hard to explain, but I think you'll appreciate it. And I have fun ones, and I'm sure Jordan does too. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, We're going to talk about sides, character, siblings. Mostly children, but a couple older ones too. (laughs) Younger siblings. Yeah. Just younger siblings that are not, like, really main characters, except for, I guess, Jordan might have one that is kind of a main character. I did cheat a little bit. So, just siblings. Favorite siblings. Yeah. Um, Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'd love to. Okay, so my number three is um, the youngest sister, Morgan, on Boy Meets World. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's funny because, like, I don't necessarily remember a ton of episodes she's like that she's that important in Mm -hmm. but the one i remember her most vividly is when the older brother eric starts he like breaks up with that girl who then becomes like an angry musician do you remember that episode vaguely and since she starts writing all these angry like alanis morissette kind of songs she becomes like really famous (laughs) and all the songs are about him and morgan's hilarious because she like loves the songs and is always walking around singing them and It's just a really great episode, and I love her in it, so I really wanted to give her a shout-out. Well, good one. Thank you. I will keep going with that era-ish and go with Melina from Lizzie McGuire. So it's Matt's friend. Not necessarily her sibling, Matt, Matt, but Matt's friend. That's it. That's good because that's even a deeper cut, like a more a cider character. <laughs> it's like I took a cut and then I cut it deeper. Yeah, it's like we had a fourth and now we have an eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, what I remember about we had her is one piece of pie and now we have a half a piece of pie. <laughs> I was gonna say two pieces of pie. This is a math podcast, <laughs> um, and cooking. Um, the thing I remember about her is how low her voice is. <laughs> yeah. And just, like, how evil she was, but then also would be, like, so nice and cordial to, like, his parents and stuff. Yeah, which is, like, a very real thing. Totally. She's just, like, this little baby sociopath. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. <laughs> that's what I, I say sociopath and a siren goes. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, that's a great one. Thank you. So my number two is the cheater one. Um, but I got really excited because I remember TJ on Smart Guy. Oh! And, like, he's obviously a little brother. He's the yeah. smart guy. But I feel like the rest of the family is in it pretty equally. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like the high school siblings and their friends are in it, like, just as much, if not, like, more of, like, the dating drama and stuff. Totally. So I felt fine about that. But he's so cute on that, and I loved that show. That was one of my favorite shows in the late 90s. I feel like we haven't really talked about Smart Guy. Yeah, I don't... It was like, I, I, when I was saying that, I was like, please let that be one of the shows that you watched as a kid, too. Yeah, 100%. But, so I'm so happy that you did and that you appreciate it. It was legitimately funny. Yeah, I loved it. I had to let her and Google some pictures just to reminisce and remind myself. And, yeah. It's so good. Well, you want to know something crazy about that show is that, you know, his brother's friend, Mo who's in all the episodes. Mm-hmm. He's Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother. What the? Yeah. Weird. Oscar winner Cuba Gooding Jr. Oscar Outshined winner. Outshined by his brother. <laughs> <laughs> For his supporting role on Smart Guy. <laughs> okay, one of my favorite siblings is Chloe McKenzie on Big Little Lies. The little DJ daughter of Reese Witherspoon's. Great answer. I mean, it's not as iconic, but I just really love her, and I think she's the coolest little kid that's ever been made. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she is really cool, and I also like that you picked a new show, because I was realizing that outside of, like, Dead to Me, Mm -hmm. like, that we watched this week, like, I feel like these side sibling characters aren't nearly as common anymore. No, they aren't. It's mostly, I feel like, shows about, like, only children, mm-hmm. if there are kids in the show at all. Writers probably, are like, we don't want to have to write in stupid side characters. Totally. I As I say that, though, I do realize that there are probably a lot of siblings in, like, network comedies True. that I just don't, don't watch. watch. Like, I know there's... Fresh Off the Boat. Fresh Off the Boat, Blackish. Modern Family. Yeah. Hey, that's actually... Yeah. So it's just those network comedies that I don't watch. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Much to think about. Yeah. Well, that's a great answer. Thank you. What was your number one? My number one is the queen herself, DW, on mm. Arthur. Wow. I'm glad you brought that up because we have another Arthur... Th- I had another Arthur thing to talk about in the news section, but... <laughs> We're just on theme today. But yeah, DW, she is like the quintessential little sister, you know? Totally. I, it's, they do like a perfect job of having a little sister who, yes, she's an expert at annoying mm-hmm. Arthur, mm-hmm. but she's also like a crafty genius. Totally. And she's also legitimately very funny. Mm-hmm. Like some of the funniest lines on that whole show when I was a kid. And remembering as an adult. Mm -hmm. And she was also exactly like my youngest sister when we were growing up. Like, they had the same haircut. She looked like her. Everything was... Which one? Trisha. And she was, like, a crafty, also crafty, annoying genius mastermind. Mm -hmm. So... And, like, just that sense of, like, I'm the star of this show. (laughs) It's, like, spot on. I'm the star of this family. Yeah. I love that. It, yeah, just adds, like, this whole other layer. But, yeah, DW. Good choice. My number one, I feel like it's cheating a little bit because I really don't even have that much to say. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to follow your heart. Yeah. Well, this is definitely following my heart. And I just really love a um, a special guest type appearance. Do you have a guess? 
Well, now that you say that, it changed my guess. Oh. So keep going. <laughs> what was your guess? Um, Miles on Parenthood. Oh. No, that wasn't mine. I hadn't even thought about that one. But now I think I have a different guess. <laughs> but just say it. I don't want to be wrong twice in a um, row. It's Danny Castellano's brother, Richie. Shut up. <laughs> well, here's what I was maybe going to guess. Christina Applegate on Friends. But she's Rachel's oh. older sister. And we were trying to come up with, like, little siblings. But I was like, oh, what a clever potential tie-in. That would But I like also this Reese one even better. Yeah. Isn't she her little sister? Yeah. But this is even better than both of those. Yeah. It's played by the one and only Max Minghella, who I'm pretty hot and heavy with right now. <laughs> His Instagram is finally public, and I am loving it. I really like knowing... Um, who my friends are, like, currently stalking, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's nice to be in the It's like, you have your always Celeb. crushes. Yeah. Like, John, did you see the picture of John Hamm at SNL this Saturday? No. Hugging Pete Davidson's mom. Ugh. I mean, his, I, don't, I don't have anything against Pete Davidson's mom. No. I hate her creation. <laughs> but... I was just thinking about how you were saying it was the best sibling ever, the best child ever made. <laughs> then you have one of the worst. <laughs> but if I, I feel like um, if you didn't personally send me the picture you saw of John Hamm, then I might have missed it. <laughs> so you got to send me that. I'll send it to you. Don't you worry. Dang, I can't believe he got to watch Emma Thompson and the Jonas Brothers at I SNL. No. Dang. We don't even have to keep this, but did you watch Burning Up no, on I SNL? I haven't had a chance to watch any of it. I haven't watched it either, actually. I only watched the clip that the Jonas Brothers posted, but it was so good. Okay, I can't wait. It's also really funny. It was like foreshadowing for Game of Thrones. <laughs> True. Wow. Um, I don't so even good. have any bonuses, but I know you, you do. Yeah, I have one bonus, but I didn't want to include it because it's on the Cosby show. And so I felt weird, kind of. Just because obviously bill cosby but it's just like a weird thing when you love to show so much yeah and then it's just permanently tainted mm-hmm. but raven simone yeah when she's she's like three or four and she's on the cosby show and she is like a master comedian she's amazing she's so good so it's like she should people on the cosby show should still be like beloved for their work on the show mm-hmm but it just sucks for all like of them that Bill Cosby tainted the whole awkward thing. awkward because it's called The Cosby Show. Yes. Where, like, House of Cards, it's like, okay, I can, like, still try to appreciate it without Kevin Spacey. Is that his name? Yeah. I already forgot his name. We eternal sunshine <laughs> him out of our brains. Um, well, and the other thing is that, like, Kevin Spacey wasn't the creator of that show. Exactly. Whereas Bill Cosby literally, like... Is the he's, creator? It's like based on his comedy. It. Yeah. Like it's. Con- I mean, obviously he's not a real doctor, but like, it's a little autobiographical, like family life and stuff. And so mm-hmm. it's just like sucks. Yeah. So that is just why bad, horrible people just ruin everything for everyone always. Yep. But, but that's a good bonus. Raven is adorable and hilarious on that. Yeah. She's All really the good. kids really are great on the show. News. Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, remember how we talked about the potential that Netflix had to do choose your own adventure type series with other series besides Black Mirror? Yes. Did you see that they're doing an interactive K 
Kimmy Schmidt. I did see that. But and I didn't really look into it. Please tell me more. That sounded fake, but I'm, I'm dead serious. Please tell me I'm more. not a good actor, so that was just sincere. Um, I didn't really read into it either, other than it's supposed to come out in 2020. Okay, I'm excited. Especially because, like, I'm just going to pick whatever storyline lets me interact with Titus the most. Totally. <laughs> Follow him around for a day. See if he ever got his skin tags burned off. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm the excited. And I'm really excited to learn more. Yeah, same. That'll be interesting. Yeah. It was announced today, and I hesitate to even bring this up because I'm confused by it, but I saw other experts confused by it as well, so I feel less hesitant. But Disney basically is going to be taking complete control of Hulu. I saw that yesterday. So it's like... Uh, what does it mean? Yeah, like, because someone was like, so they're going to be competing with themselves. Are they going to, like, Integrate combine two? those two? Which, as someone who's planning on trying Disney Plus out, that sounds great to me. Mm-hmm. If they do do a good job of integrating those. But it's just, like, crazy. Like, Disney truly is taking over. Yeah, it's and nuts. I'm lucky that I'm, like, a Disney fan. I chose the winning side, I guess. Well, and they're not going to, like, because they own Deadpool already, and they were like, it's fine keeping that as, like, rated R or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because when I first saw it, I was like, oh, no. Like, is everything going to be... Like, squeaky clean. Yeah. But it's interesting. Well, and Disney's, they have ownership of other studios that have made, like, R-rated dramas and stuff in the past. But, yeah, it'll be really interesting. So I'm excited to hear more info on specifically the Hulu thing. Yeah. But pretty crazy. Seriously. Well, and don't they own ABC as well? Yes. And they have for a while. Yeah. So. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, indeed. Back to the Jonas Brothers. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Did you see their documentary? um, Yes. What's it called? (laughs) Preview. What's it called? Trailer. Wait, I didn't watch the trailer. I just saw the announcements. There's a trailer, and it's really good. <laughs> and it premieres June 4th, and I honestly cannot wait. Joe Jonas tweeted and was like, It wasn't easy to watch some of this documentary back, and it makes me very emotional, but can't wait for you to see it. Which means it's going to be juicy and good. I cannot wait. Especially when it's, like, siblings working professionally together. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited for that yeah. kind of drama. Me too. I was excited by some casting news about the FX show Mrs. America today. Oh, yeah. It's going to be telling the story of the movement to ratify the Equal Rights Amendment. And um, the cast is bonkers. Kate Blanchett, Sarah Paulson, Uzo Aduba, uh, Melanie Linsky, um, James Marsden, our girl Margo Martindale, who's in, like, everything we watch. Who? That lady from the Americans and the act. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just funny because, like, we never really talk about her, but she always pops up. Yeah, she really does. John Slattery. Ooh. Um, it's just, like, really stacked, and it's going to be really good. What is it going to be on? Is that? FX. Okay. A TV series. Yes. Cool. Which very cool for to have Kate Blanchett in a TV series. Yeah. Excited. My last piece of news was just back to Arthur Apparently, Mr. Ratburn came out as gay and got married. (laughs) I'm happy for him. I am, too. They look really cute together. (laughs) 
I was also, it was news to me that they actually still are making new episodes of Arthur. Same. So, power to them. Season for... 22. This is a legitimate question. I wonder, like, so Arthur and his friends are still in third grade, right? Like, he's still their teacher? I would assume so. Because, like, they're not aging them. But it is interesting when they have, like, a big life moment, yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So that's funny. One, this is just a side note. I haven't been able to watch any of what we do in the shadows at all yet. Because FX, if you don't have live streaming like mm-hmm. channels, it's hard to watch. But I heard that last week, because they said that Taika and Jemaine and another character from the movie Deacon were all going to have cameos. Yeah. And they did. But not only that, they brought in other famous people who have played vampires to like reprise other vampire characters in the episode anyone from twilight <laughs> i actually don't know i think they talked about all these people that they tried to get mm-hmm. but like tilda swinton was in the episode um evan rachel wood because she was on true blood wesley snipes was in it like it's pretty crazy like it made me i was like dang i, I gotta watch I feel this like show i haven't heard anyone talking about it really yeah but we gotta watch it seriously and i what i've heard is that like the first episode, because I listened to um, NPR discussed it, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how they had, they kind of shared, like, my worries that, like, it's just going to not live up to the movie. Mm-hmm. But they said that, like, the first episode's kind of rocky, but then it really, like, finds itself and is, oh, it's, like, a good. separate show. So, yeah. I'm definitely excited to watch it once it's finally available, hopefully on Hulu. Yeah. Maybe Netflix. They get FX stuff sometimes, like Versace. Yeah, that's because Ryan Murphy has, like, a special deal, I think, with Netflix, but I don't... Who knows? I'll just text Taika and ask him. Yeah, you can do that. Perfect. Okay, let's talk about Dead to Me. Great. It's on Netflix. We briefly talked about it in our news segment before. Mm Mm-hmm. It is starring Linda Cardellini and Christina Applegate, and it's where they've become friends. I'm still in your role, your job, but... There's not a lot to say about the about the show's no. storyline other than they become friends by meeting each other in a grief support group mm-hmm. after losing their husbands slash fiance, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so much of the fun of the show was big plot reveals, so mm-hmm. definitely don't want to spoil no. them for any of you. No. There's basically a big, a big plot reveal almost every episode. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of fun that you're always like, what's it going to be? It's really good. It's, I mean, I think that was a perfect summary. It's basically like a comedy mystery mm-hmm. suspense. Well, and it's produced by Will Ferrell and his other person, Adam McKay, mm-hmm. which they, they're going their separate ways, I read mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. It was really funny. It was. It was very cleverly funny. Mm-hmm. Quick. Um, Linda Cardellini has never looked better. She looked incredible. She's so beautiful. She's like one of the most naturally beautiful people. Yeah. Christina Applegate looked hot too. Yeah, she did look hot and she did a really good job. Yeah. I was, I already like both of them, but I was extremely impressed with both of them. I think Christina and people are like raving about her. Like this is they're like, this is her performance of her career. Yeah. And I agree with that. And well, I was um, looking at her IMDb and I was like, I actually don't really feel like I've watched anything 
that she's actually been in. Did you see Anchorman? Oh, yeah. I did see Anchorman. It's been a long time. Yeah, same, actually. I liked that it's, like, a Will Ferrell, Christina Applegate reunion, mm-hmm. too. But even Linda, like, there's some scenes where, like, it's a close-up on her face. And, like, you're seeing, like, ten different emotions, like, going through her face. Mm-hmm. And her, all like, trying not to let it show and stuff. Like, they're just very good. Mm-hmm. And their chemistry is also really good. Yeah. They're really, really fun to watch. And one of the reasons why we were talking about favorite siblings earlier was because one of Christina Applegate's kids, I think, is so cute. And he, like, joins this Christian singing dance group. What are they called? They're called, like, the Holy Harmonies, I think. Yeah. They have, like, matching track suits. They're hilarious. They're really good. I loved that. I actually thought the kids did do a good job. Yeah. Obviously, he's cuter than, like, the teen kid. Yeah. But I didn't find myself hating either of them, which is rare. Yeah. They were both believable. And I liked their relationship with Christina Applegate, who plays their mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it was just really believable fights and just, like, kind of, like, fun conversations that they're having. like Disciplining. Yeah. It was just really, really well done. Oh, also... Who's the guy in it? James Marsden. Yes. He was great. He was great. I love him. Whenever he pops up, he's always, he adds just like a sparkle to everything he's in. Mm -hmm. He's so, he's really naturally funny. And I feel like I haven't seen him be like this character. Yeah. I feel like I've never seen him be that kind of character either. I didn't (laughs) want to give anything away. No, I really want everyone to go in blindly. Yeah. As blindly as possible. But yeah, he's really funny. His chemistry with uh, both of the characters, I think, is really interesting and good, mm-hmm. too. I agree. Dang. It's just a really great show. Yeah, we both loved it. And it was really solid the whole way through. Like, I was on the edge of my seat until, like, literally the last mi- second of the show. Yeah, same. It was so good. It's like a people pleaser. Like, anyone will love the show. My parents watched it and loved it. Like, and so it, I think... It's one for everyone, mm-hmm. and it's not, like, a deep, dark, depressing show that I usually like, so, yeah. But it does have enough, it's, like, it's not depressing, but it's also, like, real talk enough, and it doesn't shy away from, like, hard topics or, like, I feel like it's just, um, it keeps it real. It's not, like, a happy, shiny show either. No. It's Not like, at all. It's just it's just really good. And a lot of the humor is really dark, too. Mm-hmm. But in, like, a bright type of way. Yeah, like, it's packaged bright, but it's actually dark inside. Yeah. Which is really fun. Yeah. And I feel like that is... They're, like, the perfect combo because Linda Cardellini's character is, like, the sunshiny one. Mm-hmm. And Christina Applegate, like, if she's smiling, it's more scary than happy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really... It's just really good and fun. I know it's hard. And kind of messed up too, you know? Yeah. It's hard to even talk about because we can't give it away, but if we haven't told you yet, we really loved it. (laughs) Really? Like, I, I mean, who knows? I'm sure there's going to be a lot of great TV coming out the rest of the year, but this will probably be in at least my top 10. Totally. I just thought it was like so solid and well made and nothing made me roll my eyes. It was just really, really good. And yeah, I was telling... My parents to watch it. I think they'll love it. Yeah, my parents watched it before I did. So, so that's how you know. Yeah, that's how I know. 
Okay. Veep. It's weird because I feel like it's weird talking about a show that I've been continually watching like week by week for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I mean, we we have done an episode on how much we love Veep, but we can't not like really praise the whole show yeah. in this discussion, you know. Mm-hmm. But starting off with the finale, and we don't need to necessarily get into spoilers either. No. Because we want everyone to watch Veep and fully enjoy the finale, spoiler free. Yes. Just know that it was amazing. I will be honest, this season, this last season, there were a couple episodes where I was like, uh, I'm not loving this. Like, it's funny, but, like, I'm not really totally loving what they're doing with the characters. And... And these are characters that we love. Yeah. So we're very, like, protective of them. Very. But the finale really made it all worth it and was really good. And... I was very pleased, and it made me forget any of the things that I was sad about. There was one plot line in particular that they made some characters do stuff. <laughs> ah, this is dumb. I was I thought it was worth it for the line that was like, feminism. <laughs> That's all. I thought it was worth it. It was, it really, because I'm with you there. Like, I wasn't fully on board. There's some things that I was, like, I didn't, I just think that, this finale was so perfect because it was so much of the core group all together. Mm-hmm. And those were the times they were separated so much in like the last few seasons that it just, they're all individually hilarious, but mm-hmm. they're at their funniest reacting to each other. Totally. And so that just wasn't, it's still an A plus, but A plus plus when they're all together. But um, yeah, even almost like the second to last episode of this season. I was like, oh, what are they setting up? Like, I yeah. just am not really that into this. No. And then, yeah, like, I have no complaints now after the finale. Same. Glad we're on the same page. It was so good. It really felt like they could have, the way that they end the show, it was so perfect and true to the show that it, they could have, if any of the other seasons earlier had been the last season, they could have aired that. Yeah, you know totally. What I mean? And I don't feel like a lot of shows could say that. No. Like, that is that true to their characters. Like, we, like, if I consider myself protective of these characters, the show it really, like, loves these characters they've created. And yeah. they really did right by them. It's like, people got what they deserved. And, like, <laughs> it was just, it was so amazing. I wish you could, like, tattoo a video on your body. <laughs> and, like, the last, that like. will probably be the future. Someday. The last, like, five minutes I would. Or, like, put it in a locket, you know? hmm It was so good. Yeah, it was perfect. And I just kept thinking about how excited I am to just rewatch it forever and ever. Like, mm-hmm. this show will never, ever get old to me. There will always be new jokes to laugh at. And the jokes that you have already heard, you will still always love. And I loved they had some, like, um, some lines that came from previous seasons. Like, some little throwback lines and things you'd only pick up on if you've watched it over and over yeah exactly um and just like our girl julia her facial expressions in the final scenes were like so perfect um she also had this really long monologue of like (laughs) totally owning someone and it was so perfect and so funny. It 
should be in the Smithsonian. Yes. It was amazing. And, and this is someone who, the series long, she has these tirades that are, like, just epic. Mm-hmm. But this was truly, like, the crown jewel. It really was. Down. And it's like you think it's ending, and then she <laughs> turns around and it keeps going, and ugh. It's amazing. Like, like I want to get owned by Selena Meyer so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you should tweet that. <laughs> um, it's like, she's obviously going to win the Emmy for this season. And that with would be that, a disgrace <coughs> if she doesn't. Yeah, it would be disgusting. But, like, you know how they submit things for consideration, like, scenes? Like, yeah. that's the one. Oh, for sure. Send it along. Give her the Emmy. Yeah, Give her the mm-hmm. Nobel Prize. <laughs> Uh, that it too. Just, it was beautiful. <laughs> Maybe not the Nobel Peace Prize, but a prize. <laughs> a prize. Yeah, it was, it was, it was just like a joy to watch. And finales, like a lot of times when I'm rewatching a show, like it's hard for me to actually watch the finale because like outside of it airing for the first time, it's usually just not that enjoyable. Yeah. Compared to the normal episodes. But this is one that I'm like, it's up in the Hall of Fame. The yeah. finales for me. I can't remember what I did on my top three when we talked about finales, but I now know it would probably be in my top three. Totally. I think it would be this, Mad Men, and The Americans. I don't remember which one I kicked out of my top three, but... I know. I'm trying to remember my top three. Pretty sure Mad Men was somewhere in my top three, too, because yeah. it's just so good. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Veep, now's your chance. It's over. Seriously. It's, it's a must watch. And I, because I was kind of thinking top threes, like, what would I rank as the most rewatchable shows ever? Oh. I think this might be number one. Totally. I love watching Arrested Development over and over, too. Yeah, that's a good one, too. With, like, kind of the inside jokes that come back that you wouldn't have appreciated the first time around. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, almost laughing out loud almost as hard as the first time I watched it, that's Veep. Yeah, totally. It's so funny. Well. Is it time... For Queen's Landing? Time for Queen's Landing. Um, Now to the spoilery part. Yeah, so get out if you're not ready. Yes. Game of Thrones, episode five. It was an episode. It was an episode, yes. Um, This was an interesting experience for us because we had to watch it separately this week. Yes, I watched it all alone. All this season, we've watched them together. And we've, we've discussed it. But I need to, like, my notes... Because it's interesting because, like, when I watch something alone, I take more notes. Mm-hmm. And, like, and like there's more things to tweet because I'm not, like, saying them to a person out totally. loud, you know? Totally. So it's it's just, like, a different experience. Well... Because the- your tweets were killing me once I finally watched it. Because <laughs> I had to watch it a couple hours late because I was on a plane. And so I went back on Twitter and was, like, catching up and, like, it's just... Well, my first and most positive remark about the episode was Tyrion. <laughs> horny. horny. <laughs> Tyrion looked really hot. And, like, way hotter than usual. He did. No, he really did. Like, I don't... I'm getting the goosebumps just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I wonder if... Well, he was in... It's just better lighting outside of Winterfell, too. Like, he is a southern True. boy... He needs to be in the sun. And I feel like... But even in Dragonstone in nighttime. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. And he even looked hotter than last week yeah. at the gates. But still, there's just something about this... Was he ovulating? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I don't know. He looks great. Or are you ovulating? (laughs) (laughs) Definitely him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's undeniable. And, like, everyone's been responding to you and being like, yeah, I agree. (laughs) So there you go. I'm trying. So I'm going through my notes of things that I want to discuss. First of all, we did not like it. It needs, needs to be said. I liked it as an episode. I didn't like it as far as moving the story along slash plot plot line slash character development goes. Which is really, that that in itself, though, is so frustrating because, like... That's what Game of Thrones is supposed to be. Yeah, and it's like, if their priority was to make, like, an awesome epic episode, that should be part of the priority, but you can't, like, sacrifice all these other important parts of the show. Especially where it's like your show is known for that. Exactly. We Today I told Taylor, I was like, well, I'm really glad that I haven't been devoting 10 years of my life to watching this. No. I would be much more upset than I am because, like, I literally just started this year, you know? Yeah. So. Well, and I, I'm trying to choose not to be that upset about it because it is just a TV show and who cares? I'm still trying to... I'm trying not to let the annoyances overwhelm my enjoyment of the show. I think that's very healthy. So I wouldn't say I hated it as strongly as most people. I think people are overreacting about a lot of things. Yeah, because even the things that we didn't like about it aren't even necessarily the biggest things that most people are mad about. No, which is really confusing to me. Well, not confusing, but just kind of like... It's just interesting because I just think people are wrong. <laughs> and so I'm like, why? Story of my life. <laughs> yeah. It's just hard when everyone is wrong except me. <laughs> well, the main thing that people are really mad about is they were like, wow, you just threw away like seven seasons of character development. Like Danny has always been fighting for to like fighting to free people and like save people and now all of a sudden she's just burning up everyone and it's like "Mm, that's not necessarily true like every Mm -mm. season she's always kind of shown no remorse for killing people even people like her own brother which yeah he was a bad person but like it was her own brother Mm -hmm. and um well like she's always been of the mindset where you're either her enemy or not, or her friend. Yeah. There's not really middle ground with her. No. And even while they were planning this the whole time, she kept saying, like, I'm going, like, I don't care who's in my way. We're ruining everything. And Tyrion kept being like, no, let's, like, try to do as little harm as possible. Mm-hmm. But she was not on board with that. So we knew that that was going to not be the case. Exactly. And... So that was my thing, like, even though it's shocking to watch in the episode, it wasn't a shocking plot point. No. I'm glad you brought up the, like, that it's all Tyrion's wish that she doesn't take King's Landing like that. Mm -hmm. Because, like, at this point, she doesn't see Tyrion as an ally anymore. No. Because he's been spilling all the, like, to anyone who will listen in her head about mm-hmm. John's, like, actually being the rightful heir to the throne. Yeah. So she, which is treasonous, like, they're even discussing that, you know, and all this stuff. And so, like, she sees, like, all these people that are telling her one thing have now betrayed her. Mm-hmm. So why 
would she follow their wishes now? Yeah. Especially because, like, and she doesn't even know all the stuff that Tyrion is doing even more behind her back to, like, help Jamie and, no. like, telling Jamie to free Cersei. <laughs> like, there's just so many, like, weird things going on. And then Tyrion, everyone, Tyrion and viewers are all shocked by what she ends up doing. Yes. That, so that, the outrage on that doesn't really make sense to me, personally. No. I think there should be more outrage about the following. <laughs> <laughs> Where out. did Tyrion go? He disappeared. And okay. then reappears. Conveniently. Yeah, at the very end. He had, like, one really cool shot of him in, like, the archway with the burning city and then... Poof. I don't know where he went. Um, why did Euron not die on the ships? That fight was dumb. Why? Which fight? Euron and Jamie. Yes. Sorry. It was very stupid. That was a total waste of screen time. Yes. Um, Jamie. Jamie and Cersei dying was the dumbest death. Like, Cersei didn't even have to do anything this season, and it was Mm-mm. kind of sad because. She really is such an interesting, complex character that deserved more. Yes. And she deserved more than just, like, whiny sympathy at the end. Yeah. She's like, gets scared, rightfully so, when she realizes that, like, the dragon is, like, basically upon her. Yeah. But, like, she's... Like, it was weird how many, like, shots they show of her just kind of, like, scared and crying. Yeah. I was like, that... I don't know. Like, she saw it's, this coming. Like, yeah. She's been preparing for this. She's been preparing for this. It was just bizarre. And I'm like, she's also, she deserves more in that, like, we should still be allowed to hate her. Like, it's weird that they tried to kind of make her that sympathetic at the end. Mm-hmm. And just, like, lo- like star-crossed lovers with Jamie. Yeah. Like, where I think, I still think Jamie should have been, should have killed her. Uh, agree. That hit, I am still baffled that people, I know that people are complaining about Jamie. Yes. Especially, like, as it's, like, been a couple days now since the episode. But I still see so much more outrage about Danny's character development than Jamie's. Yeah. And I'm like, this was literally too, like, people are saying that Danny flipped too fast. Jamie, two episodes ago, three episodes, whatever. He was knighting Brienne. Mm-hmm. It was extremely heartfelt and very earned and true to where his character is at this point. Yes. He's still complex. He still is, like, pretty, like, a uh, cutthroat fighter. He still is a killer. Mm-hmm. But he really has changed. And so then for him to not be lying to Brienne to, like, go kill Cersei, like, that he literally did want to go. Like, in this episode, oh. he literally was just like, I've always been the dumb one. And then, like, goes and hugs Cersei and they die together. It was and, horrible. Like, that is, it's offensive. And these are two of them, I think, two of the most interesting characters in the show. Yeah. It was embarrassing. One thing I was thinking about, too, is that, um, so, like, Cersei's whole prophecy is just nothing. And here's here are my thoughts on that. Her prophecy about where the witch told her that, like, it was a two-part pro- Like, it was about her kids, and then a younger, more beautiful queen would take her throne. Mm-hmm. And that, like, I guess... So it's like her brother will kill her. Yeah. And so, I now that I'm saying that, will someone argue, like, well, she wouldn't have died necessarily... Like, been crushed by the rocks if she hadn't gone with Jamie. But, like, he didn't directly kill her. So yeah. I will not accept that argument. But it's like, okay, 
why would you include the prophecy at all if you weren't actually going to follow through on that? Because so many other prophecies have now come true, like the whole Ario, the blue eyes, killing, blah, blah, blah. So clearly, Mm -hmm. it's like the point of the show isn't that like prophecies don't matter because they have mattered before. Mm -hmm. And two, if you wanted the prophecy to actually end up being meaningless and show that Cersei actually had been like worried about it her whole life for nothing, could you mention that? Like, it was just kind of, like, shoved aside completely. Yeah. And I would have liked it if they had mentioned, like, if she was even still thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But they just completely forgot about it. And it might be a little nitpicky, but this is a nitpicky detailed show. Yeah. So I I just hate when they throw things away like that. Mm-hmm. Also, remember how they had that weird scene with Braun last week? And then where the hell did he go? And he was sent there by Cersei! Yes. <laughs> Is... Where did he go? No idea. Did he just, like, go to... Well, okay, so they sent him away. Did they say, just, like, go and, like, just don't kill us? Or did they say, go kill Cersei or something? I can't I remember what... they just what... said, don't kill us. Okay, so maybe he just booked it up to High Garden to, like, start decorating his castle or something. <laughs> if they don't show him in the next episode... Oh gosh. I don't... I won't care, because I don't even like him. But no, he's um, a character that boys really like. Yeah, he's not even interesting. <laughs> that's a little opinion from me. <laughs> um, that's insane. Yeah, I had forgotten even to be mad about that. One thing that I find frustrating about this season is like I'm happy that Peter Dinklage is in it so much, especially compared to what we could be dealing with with Cersei, how she's literally in like three episodes doing nothing. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that like he. I just miss, like, game-playing cunning Tyrion. Because, like, he's being so optimistic. And I know that he's, like, really desperate. But it's, like, just so crazy to me how, like, trustworthy, like trusting he's willing to be of Cersei. Well, and I feel like he should be conspiring more of how to help the Starks. Yeah. Especially because he and Sansa have, like, a really good rapport. Yeah. He sh- they... If he was going to go behind Danny's back, they should have had him going behind his her back with Sansa, I yeah. think. And I feel like earlier seasons, Tyrion would recognize that Sansa's really the one he needs to be, not necessarily, like, trying to get her on the throne directly, but, like, working with her. Yeah. Like, she should kind of be his new Varys. Yeah. And I hate to be that person of being like, what they should have done is this, because, like, that's annoying, because, like... Everyone thinks they're the expert or whatever. Yeah. But I just would have, I just think that would have been really interesting. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. He should have been more Team Stark. Um, I'm trying to think of other questions that I had. Arya getting scared. Why didn't she just stay in that courtyard and kill Cersei when she came down the stairs? Don't know. That was so stupid. Because then Arya ended up being pointless. Yeah. Because she couldn't even save those that child and, and the mom. The mom. Who, the mom who had a better haircut than Cersei. And then don't even get me started on that horse. <laughs> that horse was so beautiful. I hated it. It was like, <laughs> oh, here's all this rubbish and like, like this town has been burnt to a crisp and out comes this white horse with like the most luscious and beautiful hair I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's just like, I'm here to pick you up. Get on, Arya. 
I read some re- some things that are like, here's here's what the horse is, blah blah blah. And it's like some scripture about death riding on a white horse. A scripture? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> How something like that. Like like religion within the show? <laughs> or like human. I think like scripture. the real Bible, but <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe it's from the book. Now I'm like, I'm dumb. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think you're the one who's dumb. <laughs> um, so, and I, like, I, I'm okay with that. I don't hate that. Like, the symbolism? Yeah, but, like, how d- was this horse so white? Why wasn't, like, how come it's still living? I think it had some blood on it. Maybe one little speck. <laughs> but also something else I read was, like, maybe it was bra- um, Bran... Like, warging. Oh. And I was like, okay, that would be cool. But I doubt it. <laughs> because the writers don't seem to be doing anything that you would actually do in this situation. Like, brand warging. Or, why hasn't Arya done any face stuff? I'm pissed. That's one of my notes that I took even, like, alone. Was, are we ever going to see her change a face again? It's maybe the most useful skill anyone has. Yeah. Everyone else can kill people yeah literally everyone can do that in this show no one else can change your face no i just realized that she should have gotten all those bravos face changer guys to come help fight she should have that would have been really cool but they probably do they hate her yeah they probably do yeah but like because that is such an intriguing plot line and she was in bravos for freaking ever yeah and so, so like that's not to... gonna come back that was like how many seasons that was, like, two and a half seasons, I feel like. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, and then she was blind for half of it. Like, ugh. It was exhausting. Yeah. Getting through that. Uh, one As the episode started, like, right before the battle started, I just couldn't help but think about, like, obviously the stakes are still high, but I was like, the fact that these are armies and, like, new characters of this season, like Euron and that other captain guy, mm-hmm. who's, like, supposed to be good, but then he died With immediately. the long face. Yes. Um... I was like, the stakes will just, for this battle, could never be as high for me personally compared to Winterfell, when it was literally, like, all the characters we've loved for seasons, Mm -hmm. and it seemed like there was nothing they could do really to win. Mm -hmm. And so, even though I didn't want the show to end on that battle, it almost made me wish that the order was reversed. Yeah. Because I loved that episode. Like, I just, maybe something will have us, like, shrieking at the top of our lungs next week, but... That was, like, an amazing TV experience. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, it just, it feels like this is hitting hard because it was, like, so promising, This like, for the whole season. Because mm-hmm. it was just, like, those were some major highs. Yeah. And these episodes have just been major, like, wah, wah. Yeah. In ways that I didn't expect at all. Yeah. Like, I, I expected... That the actual outcomes, like the Iron Throne and people dying, would be disappointing just because they're characters I love dying, but... It's not even that. (laughs) Everyone's alive. And it's... I would have been so much happier if that's what was going on. Mm -hmm. But no. We'll see what happens. I am... I mean, I'm so baffled of how they're gonna tie this up in one episode. So I'm actually pretty... I'm still excited, but it's like, almost like I'm excited to... Like, will it be a disaster? Who knows? So I'm kind of just bracing myself. I guess maybe they're trying to lower everyone's expectations for, like, a really amazing finale. (laughs) But 
they just it's just a shame when a show throws away established like really quality writing and character yeah. stuff it's just it's just a a shame 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 shame, shame. tune in next week to hear our final thoughts <laughs> yeah that's gonna be a wild ride no matter what agreed we either have a lot to say about it or we'll have a lot to say about it <laughs> <laughs> A win-win for all of you. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Bye.